And we're back here, Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Hope you're having a great week. It's made it. We made it. It's Friday, Friday afternoon here on the East Coast, just past the one o'clock hour, 10 a.m. on the West Coast uh, when we are going to record this. And of course, uh, you know, Friday afternoon, it's happy hour. We're past noon here. So it's time. So we bring in the one and only Samantha March. How you doing, Sam? The one and only. I like that introduction there. We can keep that. <laughs> we can keep that. It's good here. It's going to rain here any minute. So typical Florida afternoon, but um, it's almost a weekend. So can't complain. Yeah, it is a Florida afternoon. We've been getting drilled with rain. If you uh, watch the Weather Channel like I do, I'm officially an old man now, 43 years of age, officially after just a, a birthday last week. Um, you can see there's two more hurricanes on the way here towards yes. the Gulf. And uh, as I understand it, they're going to arrive at the same time. Fortunately for us, it looks, right. like, it looks like we'll be to the right of it. But unfortunately for Louisiana and Texas, it looks like um, they're going to be in the cone looking at like a category one hurricane tis the season, but two of them in the Gulf. This is uh, this is getting a little over the top here in 2020. Yeah, it's just um, we're really wanting to put a finishing touch on the year um, this hurricane season. I remember when 2020 was, you know, the coronavirus and everything. And I was like, dang, we haven't yet. So I know it. it could only it could only get better, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I hope so. Uh, golf is on, though, and uh, well, there's a lot of golf being played. Let's uh, tee us up. What we got going on? We have the first event of the season's FedEx Cup playoffs, the Northern Trust in TPC Boston. Um, Patrick Reed is defending, actually. We talk about him later. I know you said you noticed something with his putting yesterday. Mm. Um, so we could talk about that. Um, the top 70 move on from this week, um, which is about half the field from right now. And then that champ, that tournament is BMW Championship at Olympia Fields next week. After that, the top 30 will qualify for the Tour Championship in case somebody doesn't know how the playoffs shake out like that. Um, we've got the LPGA is playing its first major since the coronavirus um, break at the AIG Women's Open. Royal Troon, it looks impossible. Um, the, the, what am I trying to say? Weather does mm-hmm. not look favorable at all. Almost everybody's over par. Um, so that that should be interesting as well. We'll talk about what has us been out of shape. And then your DraftKings lineup said they're doing okay, but yeah. should probably start with Scheffler needs a birdie on the last hole to shoot a 59. Yeah, we got an official 59 watch here on the Stripe Show podcast. Scotty Scheffler is 11 under right now with one to play. He's got the par 5 18th, which is obviously a very birdieable hole. Um, this is a par 71 course record is 61. So even if he pars this, he has the course record, but a birdie, um, he will have a 59. He just hit his tee shot. looks like it's up the left side. looks like it may have stayed in the fairway there or in the first cut. So that should be a good spot to get home in too. So a 59, how about that? Could be our first 59 here. Happy hour style on the Stripe Show podcast. That'd be pretty cool, Sam. Who so here's the real question. I remember I asked this once on Twitter and people got really bent out of shape about it. Does it mean less when it's a par 71, 70 no. as it does when it's a par 72? No, it doesn't. I agree. I yeah. agree with you. But I think people thought that because I was asking meant that I was like, eh, 59, whatever. Um, still very impressive. A little hard for me to root for a Texas <laughs> University of Texas boy, but it would be cool. So um, 
and an eagle to shoot a 58, which isn't totally out of reach on a par five on the last hole. No, I mean, he's on the left side. The pin looks like it's in the in the right-hand side of the green. So he's going to have an angle to probably hit it into the center of the green, maybe even a little cut back there. A reasonable eagle look would be uh, certainly in order. But Scheffler, um, you know, all this talk about these young players, he gets left out a little bit. Uh, he he kind of mm-hmm. got off to the the slow start there post-COVID. Um Missed the cut at the Travelers, missed the cut at the Rocket, missed the cut at Workday. But since then, he has definitely discovered something from a ball striking standpoint. Um, At Memorial, he finished 22nd, WGC 15th. And then the PGA, remember, he was in the final group with DJ. He finished fourth. But his strokes gained T to green have really spiked. Um, He gained six at Memorial, gained eight at WGC, and gained seven at PGA. So he has found something from a ball striking standpoint. He putted great at PGA and he's putting good again here. Um, bent, gra- bent grass greens, excuse me. I think he is more accustomed to bent grass. So these are good surfaces for him. And with this little fire in the ball striking, he is going low. Yeah, I think I think you made a good point. He does get a little bit left out. Um, same age group as like the Morikawa, Wolf, Hovland kind of kind of clan there. But I'm seeing on Twitter here we've got 238 into the hole for Scheffler. Um, made a birdie yesterday. So yeah, he's being teamed up by good. these uh, Georgia Bulldogs. So you've got uh, you know, of course Scheffler played at Texas. Um, as you mentioned, Kisner, Georgia Bulldog. There's. Um, mm-hmm. There's Russell Henley. Bubba Watson was up there yesterday. There's Bubba Watson. I don't think he's teed off yet. There's Brian Harmon. There's Harris English. I mean, you got four or five Bulldogs there in top 11 right now playing some good golf. Matthew Wolf just continues. I mean, continues his consistency. Uh, That was one of the things that we've been talking about on the podcast on Mondays in the breakdown of the tournaments is, is the next step for Wolf is just starting to show some consistency. And he is certainly doing that now, 65, 67, he's minus 10 at T5 and Siwoo Kim is putting together another good tournament like he did last week. He went 68, 64. And this Cameron Davis here, Scheffler gets ready for his second shot. Uh, he's just in the first cut. looks like it's sitting down just a touch, but he should be able to get it up onto the green. This Cameron Davis is uh, is catching some fire with the putter. That's his opportunity. He's a good ball striker. He's going to get it done, strokes gain off the tee. He's going to get it done, strokes gain, approach. Take a look at my Instagram. I posted his swing yesterday at Travis Fulton Golf, and his putting really caught fire last week, and he's carried it over to this week, but he's really got a beautiful swing. Yeah, yeah, I would totally agree. Don't know a ton about him, but yeah, I'm like you said, I'm happy to see Siwoo Kim is having another Another good event. I know he didn't finish very well at last week's event. Yeah, Bubba Watson caught my eye yesterday. Mm-hmm. Shot 65. I haven't seen him near the top of the leaderboard in a long time. As you said, Georgia Bulldog said yesterday in an interview that he, at 41 years old now, he's 41, he decided he was going to start working on the mental side of his game. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. Um Golf is mostly mental. I mean, I know as an instructor, it is physical as well, but it is very mental. And so to say at 41 that you're like just now thinking about considering starting to look at that is just funny to me. Yeah, Bubba is, uh, is such a compelling character, isn't he? I mean, he is, mm-hmm. you know, I remember Bubba when he first came out, you know, he, he went hot under the collar. And I think everybody was a little scared for his caddy <laughs> there at, mm-hmm. at one point. And um, no, he's he's really tamed that down quite a bit, but I, I think it's been well known. Bubba is a is an emotional 
person and kind of lays it out there. And I think he probably takes the highs real high and the lows real low, you know, and it's interesting to listen to a player like that. And this is a guy that's won the masters twice and has won. Mm -hmm. I don't have it right in front of me, but he's won multiple times clearly on the PGA tour and to see the vulnerability, right. The, the lack of confidence to hear him say that I can, I can compete with these guys. I mean, it's just, on the outside looking in, it's like, well, of course you can, <laughs> you know, I mean, you have mm-hmm. two green jackets for crying out loud. So it's interesting, this game, when you see that, boy, it, it, it just shows you how much it beats these guys down when things uh, don't go well. And it hasn't went great for Bubba. Um, I've got his his numbers here um, pulled up, but you look at, um, he's clearly having a good week this week, but he was 71st at the PGA, 25th at WGC, and then he's got let's see four missed cuts out of five before that he was seventh at the Schwab he was playing good golf early in the year I don't know if you remember but he was like in January he finished sixth at the farmers third at waste management and then um didn't play great at Genesis but he played good at Mexico 18th and then you know COVID hits and he's just had a hard time I think getting things fired back up again but he's having a good week this week I still think he's one of the most enjoyable players to watch in person because he hits shots that, that we can't, you know, I mean, he's just, and and he does it. It seems like on every hole. Yeah, I would definitely, definitely agree with that. I didn't realize that he played well at the beginning of the year. I remember I, God, those two green jackets seem like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It seems forever ago, I guess, just because I haven't seen his name consistently at the top of the leaderboard for a while, but Tiger Woods is teeing off in five minutes, and Scotty Scheffler has 80 feet for eagle. A little update there. Yeah, he's on the front portion of so, the green, it looks like. He's got a he's got a long one up and over this crest, so we might have a 59 here. If he can get this up and over inside seven feet, we're going to have our first mm-hmm. 59 call on the Stripe Show podcast. This is exciting. Bubba has 12 PGA Tour wins, by the way. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. Let's talk Tiger for a second. Uh, just your typical Thursday round. It looked like Tiger yesterday, you know, conservative out of the gate and then just slowly picking it up with some birdies on the back nine. The kid four in the back nine, um, shot mm-hmm. three under. And uh, the putter, goodness gracious, how much better did that look? So much better. He switched back to his OG. He calls it his old faithful an interview mm-hmm. yesterday. He also said that he practices with the new one, but he also practices with a Wilson putter, which he said he can feel the toe release better. So he practices with that one a lot. Thought that was interesting, but he said that ultimately he went back to his old one because he's quote unquote stubborn. So <laughs> good to see because we needed some, we needed something off of uh, when we saw him last. Yeah. I mean, at the PGA, he went to the heavier putter 
And the thing that the thing that mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand was that it was longer. You know, it was like a half to three quarters of an inch longer. I, I just it didn't make any sense to me. It clearly didn't pan out um, whether he would admit that or not. But mm-hmm. he didn't putt good at all at Harding Park. Back to Old Faithful. He looked he looked really good yesterday. Hold some nice putts. You know, he hold a couple putts for par that you know are those putts that keep the round going right. So he, it was just a solid day in general. He, he's going to have to keep going, though, because let me tell you something. They are tearing this place up. I mean, TPC Boston is getting torn up. I've played this golf course. I've been here a few times um, back when I would run the PGA Tour Academy. And, you know, these guys just make these golf courses look so easy. And they're not. I mean, TPC Boston's not easy. And Scotty Scheffler's basically just stumbling down the fairways, making birdie on every hole. Goodness. I mean, it is, he's going to have to keep going. The cuts are looking at probably, I mean, it's going to be probably four. I mean, between three and four, I think three would be a little lucky to get in. Um, But with Tiger at three, he's got to keep going. He's got to keep making birdies. He can't go out there and just labor around at even par one over. He, He needs, he needs another 68 today, 67 Let's see him get in the hunt for the weekend. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about these tournaments that where the scores are so low is the morning wave can go out and, you know, kind of set the precedent. The lead before today was seven under. And then now the morning wave is almost done and it's at 12. So it's just interesting to me to see how I would always kind of feel intimidated going out in the afternoon wave, knowing that you kind of have to shoot a number. Obviously, you always want to shoot low and play well, but to kind of see, okay, these guys have all been, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight under at the top of leaderboard, Scotty Shuffler 11 under, but it's just kind of a, it's gotta be a different mentality looking at, you know, Tiger, JT, uh, Ricky, uh, people who haven't, are just now teeing off Spieth, Justin Rose, stuff like that. I mean, they got to go low and they know that. I think I, I like the idea of knowing where I'm at, you know, for the afternoon and, I've got to go out there and, and and make it happen and put some things together. And, you know, if you're, if you're way back, obviously it's a no brainer, but just getting an idea where the cut light in tiger yesterday um, off the tee, I thought he, he looked, um, he looked okay. You know, off the tee, his approach game uh, I thought was, was solid. Um, his putting I thought was obviously the, the biggest improvement. Um, but I think all in all, you know, tiger looks, looks, uh, looks okay. Right. I mean, he looks like with some reps that clean up a few things and he can work himself um, back into contention again. He clearly wasn't putting good enough to be putting himself into contention at Harding Park. And, you know, I think the pain in the neck that he was feeling, literally he had pain in the back of his neck when he was teeing off is probably a little concerning, but all in all, I think you have to, you got to give him an A minus yesterday and uh, looking to improve upon it today. And um, and just kind of flow into Saturday with a 64 like old Tiger, and then he's right in the hunt, and everybody knows it. And well, there's no better closer in the game than Tiger Woods. Absolutely, yeah. He uh, committed to the BMW next week, so I mean, this could be a lot of Tiger, yeah. a lot of weeks in a row. Uh-huh. You get the feeling that he's just kind of building to the U.S. Open. You know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think he knows at this point that he can get his 83rd win, um, but I think he's, you know, I think it does feel like he's just. I need reps. I'm going to hit shots playing around and it. let yeah. the chips fall. Like he wants to win, of course, but I think it's just, I do think it is a bit more of a buildup at this point um, and trying to peak um, for the major championships as uh, that's coming up. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of people who like to peak for majors, Brooks withdrew this week. 
with that hip and knee injury. Obviously, that ends his FedEx Cup playoff chances, but still majors to be played, like you said, still the Open, still the Masters. Thoughts on that? I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, it seemed to be lingering. Um, I mentioned on the podcast on Monday and the DraftKings show that it, it felt forced with Brooks. You know, it, it felt forced a little bit. And um, he, he obviously is a good enough player that he can make things work. He had a little bit better golf there uh, in the in the finish uh, to JT, right? At, uh, where was that at? The 3M? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, so Brooks mm-hmm. was there and JT once. He played well there. And he, he obviously put some things together at the PGA. But, you know, you can't play injured, especially with a knee, the weight transfer, torque, rotation. It's just... You start working around that. You start developing bad habits, and it, it's a real thing. I mean, let me tell you, injuries in golf, any sport at the at the professional level, these guys are just too good. You, mm-hmm. you got to be really careful yes. um, with. I'll tell you a quick story. When I worked with Fred Funk, when he came back from his his thumb surgery years ago, he started getting to where he, he didn't want to hit the ground anymore. And he started taking on, he started taking on oh, wow. so much side bend to the right because it would shallow him out. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, that was kind of his compensation to hitting the ground. And so, you know, just something as simple as a thumb and the vibration that you feel from hitting the ground, you, you start protecting it. Right. And um, it was a real habit and we had to work him out of that. Um, once he started feeling healthy and even when he was healthy with the thumb, we had to kind of get him more orient his, his shoulders and hip tilts more, um, you know, on, on a more of an orientation down to the ground versus, you know, so much around him where he got too shallow. So these things happen, knee, ankle, wrist, thumb, best players. They, and, and they're the best. Let me tell you this. They're the best at, at compensation. They'll make the compensations and still hit it good. You know, (laughs) yeah, oh, for sure. But it's like you said, you can't, you can't start making those changes and then get used to, get used to them in the swing. And then it, it kind of messes things up. I went through the same thing with my back. It's like you overcompensate exactly like you said, but you can still hit it, but then it just doesn't feel or look like it's supposed to. That's right. That's right. Injury, you don't see the severity of the injury in golf, right? Like you do in other sports where it's like, oh yeah, I can see it. Mm -hmm. And it's more in front of me and tangible, those things, but it's there. Um, and where they can create some bad habits. So if you're listening and you've got, gosh, you know, this ankle and this knee and like, you know, it's, it, it's best to try to get that a little bit healthier because, um, you need it and you're making compensations around it for sure. So it's, it's difficult, you know, for Brooks, I'm sure to be, to be watching on the sideline. Um, and, you know, especially after some of the big words that he had to say at the PGA, it, it, you know, he's a compelling com- character. We, I, I think he's great for great for the sport. And I think, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a blow for sure going into the playoffs because I like having Brooks Kepke in the mix because uh, he has, because yeah, he has something definitely. to say usually. Yeah. I'm with you there. I think it's, it is a bummer because I always like to see him near the top of the leaderboard, watch a swing, watch him play. I'm seeing some 59 tweets. It's happened. I think it, uh, um, there it is. Yep, Birdie on the last Scotty just under five feet, just under, under five, five foot. foot. So he's lagged it to five feet. And and he made, made it. it. That is the 12th sub 60 record in PGA tour history. Wow. Um, yeah. The first one since, since the, um, coronavirus break. So that's kind of exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Scotty Scheffler from Texas, 59. How about that? He goes 70, 59. Does that mean he's inconsistent? Um, Maybe. He just got a really good I think I just, I'm going to tweet that. 
70, 59. I'm inconsistent. How do I shoot more 59s? How do I shoot more 60? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Wow. That's, um, I mean, that's just deep. I don't care what the par is. I mean, it's seven, it's still 7,200 yards. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, it doesn't matter what the par is. You're still playing 72, 7,300 yards. It's like the same golf course, put the par number, whatever you want. It's a, it's a number. And you know, they're playing, there's, there's a whole, what is it? I think it's, there's a par, I think it's two, it's 503 yards. Um, and it's a par four. So I yeah. mean, just play that at par five, right? They're still making the same score. They're not going to play it any different. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's 59. It's just deep. Scotty Scheffler, 13 under, leading the Northern Trust now. And uh, Danny Lee, good round today, 64. Got two guys at 12, Danny Lee and Cameron Davis. Davis still on the course. Kisner at 11. C. Woo and Wolf. I mean, Grio, Russell Henley's at 10. Grio, interesting. Rio is one of the best ball strikers in this field, guaranteed. I mean, th- this kid can really strike his ball, um, and he's making some putts today. His putting is usually what holds him back, but when he putts, he goes. He's eight under today, so you know, eight under feels like you're probably over par after watching a fifty nine being posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there's there's no fifty nines going got? off the LPG. I can tell you that. Oh my god, this looks so miserable. Like I'm looking, I was watching some highlights on Twitter. I mean, rain pants, rain jackets, umbrellas flying all over the place. Saw there was supposed to be uh, gusts of wind up to 42 miles an hour. They are at Royal Troon for the AIG Women's Open, the first major since the LPGA's break. The girl who shot, who was leading yesterday, Amy Olson, shot 67 mm-hmm. yesterday, very low for the conditions, shot 81 today and dropped 33 spots. So it is tough out there yesterday i saw one of the Corda sisters straight into the wind off the tee hit it 180 yards so one of us one of me i should say when i hit a bad shot um except she probably hit the crap out of it and it just didn't go anywhere so yeah it looks it looks so tough would you rather play in rain or really heavy wind rain for sure yeah um I, I struggled so hard when I played with getting myself to hit a long club mm-hmm. when it's not that far away. So like if it's with, it's one twenty, that's typically me like a wedge getting myself to hit like a nine or an eight or a seven iron into like a 30, 40 mile an hour wind is so difficult for me. I'm just so hesitant to try to guide it. And what do they say when it's breezy swing easy? Is that true? Do well, yeah, I mean, speed, true? you know, speed adds spin. So it's, you're better off taking more club so you can de-loft it with less speed in essence is where that comes from. Mm-hmm. So um, the key is, yeah, I mean, the key sense. is launching it, you know, lower, right. And, and then trying to take speed off as much as you can. So the ball doesn't balloon. That makes sense. I don't think I ever knew the logistics yeah. behind that statement. The ball, um, the wind yeah. doesn't make the ball spin more. It just affects those balls that have that higher launch and spin more. It just, it affects that particular ball more, that type of mm-hmm. spin loft per se, right. Coming off the face. So when you can, sure. when you can bring down the launch um, and then you can bring down the speed, then that is more conducive, right? So you shouldn't be trying to like, you yeah. shouldn't be trying to blast a seven iron when you can take a six iron and launch or five iron and, and launch it lower. It's funny you're saying that because I was on course today with a student, good player. 
Um, it's actually made a couple cuts on the web or on the corn ferry. And that's one of the things that we work on with him is just trying to get him to flight it lower into greens because he sees everything so high. And it's he's an excellent long iron player, like three iron, four. I mean, he can hit the best looking long iron shots you've ever seen. But then coming into greens with like a nine and a pitching wedge when he's got all this loft, it's like, that's just too high. You know, it's like learn to launch that down and control it. Um, hit nine versus pitching wedge, launch it down with less speed. So um, I've always thought that, you know, look, when I watch tour players, they, they launch the ball pretty low um, with the wedges and the nine and the eight, I think lower than you think. Now they can take it upstairs when they need to, but these are very controlled looking low launch shots and they'll elevate it when they have to into different pins and whatnot. But, you know, for the most part, I think learning to hit that controlled low launch pitching wedge nine iron is a cool shot for most. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. One more thing before we move on to the end, Phil is playing in next week's champions event. Yeah, it's cool. It is cool. Probably the biggest start for them that they've had in a while. He said, I'm going to play the Champions event Monday. I've been playing well and I want to play. I wish I was playing in Chicago next week, but excited to play. Yeah, that's, that's a huge, huge deal for the PGA Tour champions. I mean, they have to be just ecstatic because mm-hmm. that's going to bring some, that'll bring some viewers over. There's a huge fill following, not, but yeah, I think they would see the needle moving for sure when he comes over there and, and, and good for him. You know, good for him. Yeah, wants to play and get out there. And I mean, obviously can't play in the next couple of weeks because didn't qualify. So might as well get out where he can. So yeah. I think it's I think it's awesome as well. Well, Tiger's only six years behind that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Do you think we'll ever see yeah. Tiger on the Champions Tour? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah, I do. I think when we saw Jack, right? I mean, we saw Arnie. I mean, saw Gary, like those. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's like it's hard to get yourself to go there now. But yeah. Yeah, I think he will in time. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just hope he's he's still playing golf. You know, when he gets to the to fifty, but right. it's just weird to think. Like my son is five, so when he's eleven or twelve, you know, he's gonna know Tiger as on the champions tour to me because, you know, I grew up with Tiger. I mean, he's only a year and a half older than me, so it's just you know watching him through his youth and now, and that's gonna be it's it's just those little benchmarks are, um, he's going to know him as a champions tour player. Right. Which is how I knew Jack, um, Mm -hmm. because I didn't watch Jack in his prime, which probably was a little strange for like my dad, you know, and watching him in his prime. So that's awesome, man. Phil Mickelson on the champions tour. That'll, that'll move the needle. I didn't have him fortunately on my DraftKings lineup. Yeah. I got, you know, Morikawa who's at one under, Patrick Reed at three. He's probably going to miss the cut. Got Scott at six. Hatton at three. Hatton's just getting going here this afternoon. English at seven. Adam Long at three. He's just getting going. You know, so I've got potentially get all six to the finish line here and making the cut. If it's three under and the guys that are just starting at three and, you know, put a couple of birdies together, which you would think they can, given someone just shot crying mm-hmm. out loud. Um yeah, I also see Tiger uh, Tiger birdied the first hole, and Kyle Porter tweeted, "Tiger's on 58 watch." So <laughs> Twitter never misses. I mean, so, so yeah, we've got I mean, Tiger Nick Taylor shot one, 73 so today, and got beat by 14 shots yeah. in one day. It's amazing. Bryce Garnett shot 74. Yeah. Mark Leishman, he's struggling. Mark Leishman shot 75 today. Leishman's struggling. Matthew Fitzpatrick shot 77. Um, 
it's amazing how some people uh, that's just that's just golf you know some people can make it look so easy and play the same course and shoot he's inconsistent 70 yesterday 59 today what are uh (laughs) what do we got been out of shape i'm sure there's some gripe going on out there there's not a ton today this week was kind of drama free you know like no no big debacle but um somebody said that I'm not in Boston watching this tournament. Yes, I agree with that. Um, another complaint about aeration. Um, lots happening all over the place right now. Aerating greens. See, somebody said slow play. Their club was really slow this weekend. Um, did you see the thing that Bryson was complaining about? Yeah, that was the one thing I had on my list. A little bent out of shape is a... Yes, so that two people said that. Yeah. Two people said that. Bryson, Bryson just can't get so, just can't um, get out of his own Bryson, way. I mean, just the bottom line. I mean, you are who you are. Yep. He was he was saying how, um, from what I can understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was somebody around and he said yeah. that sound traveled or something. And the joke was that there were no fans. So who, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of a weird argument to make kind of. Um, but that was about it. Nobody nobody seemed too fired up about, about much this week. It's always these little events with Bryson when he's not playing well, you know? Mm-hmm. Pushing bubbles up. Things are not adding up. The equation isn't what he has it to be as the smartest guy in the room. And when that happens, then he, then he becomes more outlandish and we've seen it now, you know, a handful of times. So, I mean, look, it's the watch, but man, it's when he doesn't play well, here we are. Another, another little run in with, with someone. And there's no one, there's, there's no one even on the golf course for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, it's just, right. it's just, uh, right. it's a little much. He's going to miss the cut um, this week. He is uh, even par. 7171 something else uh one more thing to keep one more thing to keep in mind Dustin Johnson shot 67 yesterday started his round today birdie wow. eagle birdie he's through three holes he's I'll tell you what I, I I said this on Monday and everyone kind of pushes back a little bit like on this they say you know Dustin it doesn't bother him give me a break what what Brooks said you know I mean, give me a break it bothered him mm-hmm. of course it did I mean, it's peak. He, yeah, he, I would he, think so. He's responding. He's like, this is this is DJ. I love watching Dustin go. You know, when he's into it, I love it. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. Um, and someone's gonna take a shot at me, especially a guy that I took under my wing, as I can't close. And this, I'm like, give me a break, right? You know, like you know, he's gonna play it all. Yeah, he can say whatever you want. Like that's Dustin. But come on, man, it's it's burning in there. You know, it's you're a human being and you get a little bit of that. You don't get that in golf. And then when it happens, it's like, wait, wait what? Out yeah. of the blue, kind of and off the, guard. Yeah. I'm I, with you. I, I it definitely it had to piss him off a little I bit. I think it did. And he's responding with his clubs played great last week. He just got two weeks. He got, he just got beat at the PGA. I mean, Colin was just better. Um, yeah. He, he's off running again um, this week. So it'd be awesome to see him fly up the leaderboard with tiger I hope Spieth can put another good one together, a little up and down yesterday, his typical double bogey start. And then, of course, he rattles off five birdies in a row. So I'd love to see Spieth um, make the cut as well. And uh, should be, we need some of these, you know, some of these names to, to kind of work themselves up the leaderboard, as uh, I would say at this point in time. That's probably the only thing that's missing right now. And the top of the leaderboard is a few of these guys to climb the chart is uh, Scotty Shuffler. He's the... He's the story of the day. It's our first 59 here on Happy Hour sure. uh, Stripe Show. 70, 59, 120, 
nine. How about that? Cameron Davis just matched him. He just shot 65, 64, 65. So we have two guys now at 13 under. And that takes us to our fun fact of the week. Okay. Fun, we have two fun facts of the week, um, both about TPC Boston. So when the USGA formed in 1894, really long time ago, um, there were five country clubs that kind of formed it together. And TPC Boston was one of those. So very important golf course um, in the history of the game and the history of the USGA. And then also the US Open will be at TPC Boston in 2022. So we have more super low scores to look forward yeah. to. Obviously the USGA will get a hold of it and might might have <laughs> uh, have some to do with that. But yeah, I mean I've enjoyed watching this course of just for the past couple of days. So like to see the low scores and think it would be fun to have a major there as well. So we'll get to see it in two uh, years. Massachusetts and the way people give directions in Boston is they're like, you, know, you go down L street and you take a right at the first Dunkin' Donuts and then you go down Johnson street and then you go past the Dunkin' Donuts, the second <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, you take a left. And then when you go past that one, the, the first Dunkin' Donuts, you take a right. And a- well, well, let me correct you there. You would never pass a Dunkin' Donuts. You always stop yeah. at the Dunkin' Donuts and then keep going. So yes, yeah. but that yeah, I love it up there for that reason. Yeah, it is. It's a so great spot. Um, Boston, fabulous city. Um, Norton, TBC, Boston, really a cool golf course. Um, Plymouth, I really enjoyed. Um, you know, when I was up there, I did a, a decent amount of golf schools actually up there back in 2000 and 2000, and we've been back since. And um, Fenway Park and the whole bit. So yeah, it's a great city. Um, mm-hmm. Guys are uh, taking it low. Let's uh, let's watch Tiger here this afternoon, climb the leaderboard with Dustin Johnson. For the day, Scotty Scheffler horns up 59. Samantha, have fun at work today and um, we'll talk to you later. Will do. See ya, see ya. Sure, the regular season is fun and all, but only one thing can compare to the excitement of basketball's playoffs and that is playing daily fantasy sports with DraftKings the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Basketball has made its way through the regular season. Now it's time to crown a champion, and DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action. With millions in prizes up for grabs throughout the week, there's no better place to make it rain. Start playing for free with your first deposit today. If you haven't tried it, fantasy basketball, it's easy to play. Just pick eight players, stand to the seller cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a share of millions of dollars throughout the week. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy baseball contests. Plus, new this year, DraftKings just launched best ball contests for football. If you aren't familiar with best ball, simply head to the app now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code Travis to play free with your first deposit today. Compete for millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. That's promo code Travis to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes all week long, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.